0: I'm so tired of the way you turn my words into deception and lies. Don't misunderstand me when I try to speak my mind. I'm only saying what's in my heart. Cupid doesn't lie. (laughs) But you won't know unless you give it a try. Oh, baby, true love won't lie but we won't know unless we give it a try true love you know that song <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh are, are we Doug? i was gonna let you uh yeah do you, you want to do the second chorus too you you good you um
0: good? <laughs> girl when i ask you to trust me that doesn't mean that Ooh, i'm gonna cheat and those on notes
1: you. hitting that nose you better get up there girl <laughs>
0: Uh, Cause I'm never gonna do anything to hurt you or mislead you I love (laughs) you Oh girl. I wasn't prepared. I usually, I usually listen to these songs oh, all come, day over and come, over. Come, I usually, I usually listen to these songs all day mm-hmm, over and over mm-hmm. to get the try to get the key and the notes right. But I did yes, not, yes. I did not listen to this song that many times,
1: like at all, like literally once or twice before we got on the air. So. It's all good, girl. I think it's the, terrible. I think the, I think um. <laughs> I think this book took it out of you. It took you some places. It did, um, yeah. But uh, yeah. what song What song was that? Who is that by? This
0: song is called uh, 112 by... Or I'm sorry, this song is called Cupid by 112. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, um, the reason I chose this song is because... You know, we're going into a, a book that's about black queer love, and this song, like, reminds me of one of my black queer love stories um, with one of my exes. This is a song that I used to go in his room and play this on his computer over and over and over again, and, Ooh. like, when we were, like, like parting ways, you know, I would just play this on his computer and cry. Even I would go in his room when he wasn't there and play it on his computer and start Ooh, with crying, that yeah, it was like this song. So I can't. I have a hard time. One of the reasons I probably could. I can't really listen to this song like that often anymore. This is. I love this song, but I can't. I haven't been able to listen to this song really a lot since 2007. Honestly. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's mm. a while ago. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I get why this took you there, girl. This book. We finally did it, girls. We made it through the prophets. Um, took us only two months to do it, <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. I, that was um, why, cause you've been finished it. It was really hard.
1: Girl, me. no, but don't even. Cause it was hard. It, like I, I pushed through and I only, it was cause I was thinking <laughs> you were going to be ready. So I was like, let me push through this, but yeah, it was hard for me, girl. And, um. We will get to all of that. But first, let's welcome the girls back to the last summer edition of Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the pause sphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and antebellum queer slave romances. <laughs>
0: yeah, girl.
1: Um, I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by a girl who trekked with me through the plantation of this novel, Miss Devereaux. Ugh. Yeah, girl. <laughs> you like this that is girl? A-
0: the yeah, back. it yeah, felt like girl. a track,
1: girl. I'm... It felt like some work. This wasn't an easy read, sis. I don't know about this you, this was not. Yeah,
0: it wasn't. I mean, it, we're talking about the prophets by Robert Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert mm-hmm. Jones Jr. is also known as the son of Baldwin for mm-hmm. the girls who follow. You know his
1: platforms on Instagram his, and um, Facebook. And... His one famous quote that actually like a lot of people contribute to, um, or tribute to attribute to, um, James Baldwin is about the like you know if you deny, um you know um you're we're welcome to disagree as long as your disagreement is anchored in denying my humanity um let me get the actual quote though I
0: like it's more well. than that yeah let me yeah. see let me get the actual James quote. Baldwin humanity quote no it's Sandra oh okay okay oh so james baldwin didn't originally say that no see robert?
1: yes yes so <clears throat> we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist that was son of baldwin not Whoa.
0: James baldwin. so that was miss robert jones jr girl okay i'm gagged because i thought james i thought james baldwin was the one who said that originally i didn't know -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm not really a learned girl, you know. Shut up, bitch. I'm not no cultural, you know, I'm not that type of girl. I'm
1: an ignorant ignorant girl. You pretend to be, you pretend to be when it suits you.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm like a
0: you no. Know, I really, you know, who my favorite TV characters are. This is off topic, but my two favorite characters, <laughs> TV characters are Archie, Archie Bunker, and Fred G. Sanford. Archie Bunker from All in the Family, and Fred Sanford from Sanford and Son, because yeah. they resonate with me. Because I'm so ignorant. Like it's like it's not that like, you're
1: ignorant. I think it's that you like to be messy. Yeah, that could be it too. Ignorant yeah. because the ignorance is like you know, it's it, ignorance is not coming from a place of lack of intelligence. It's like you just sometimes. You like to stir it up, stir the pot. I do, yeah, so. that's accurate. And I think those characters like to do that. I, I don't think those characters were ignorant as well. I think they just, they didn't give a fuck and like to, you know, cause a stir and do shit because it was fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, I would agree.
1: Um. So, how are you feeling, sis? Um. I mean, yeah, what do, I don't know where we want to start with this. Obviously, you, you have some thoughts about, you know, black love, but yeah, I'll let you kind of start this well, wherever you want
0: yeah how i'll start it is so cause i literally finished the book today like this today. morning before we're recording and it was you know this is crazy because like the third to the last chapter has so much going on Ooh, in this book, and i won't i won't like get there just yet <laughs> well, but, like, oh, just so, a, so before we do let's ahead. just
1: say i think we should spoil things yeah so even if we're not getting there yet but like we're gonna be spoiling things um although i'll be honest i think some of y'all girls aren't will be ready for this book so but um yeah we're gonna be spoiling some things so if you are still planning to read it definitely don't continue listening yeah and be done all, be done with us yeah. start with start with us on this in the fall season
0: on episode episode 60 girl mm-hmm. you know let let this let this episode go if you're really gonna read the book let this episode go. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to this one. All right, but sorry, girl. um, go ahead. yeah. But like, okay, because the third to the last chapter was like, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> and then the last two chapters of this book were a, a big letdown to me. I, really, I have to be honest, yeah. And I okay, I really yeah. struggled with that. It like almost ruined my whole day because this book is a was a big time investment for me. You know, almost four hundred pages for me. That's a yes. lot. And it was like, and for a fiction book, because I can read a book like by like you know i'm a finance girl so i can read like uh a like a book about equities and chinese equities and Mm -hmm. and and tech technology that's 400 pages and it would be like nothing but like a book a fiction book i'm just not that girl anymore that was Mm. high school and college me and Mm. i I don't read a lot of fiction anymore and so okay this was a big time investment for me and that that ending was kind of part of the ending was a part
1: of a a little bit of a letdown for me so i I was
0: depressed all day about it honestly
1: Well, I, I I mean, do we want to start with just the ending or we want to lead up to it a little bit?
0: Let's start off the talking about this the story. The story is supposed to be a story about two enslaved young queer men, um obviously queer black men, Isaiah and Samuel. Um, Samuel and they're on this plantation called Empty which is in Mississippi mm-hmm. and um or they call it Empty. It's actually mm-hmm. its real name is called Elizabeth. It's named after the mother of the- of the slate of the plantation owner mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. who I guess died tragically or early maybe i don't I couldn't tell whether she died in childbirth or it didn't exactly didn't make it clear but the the owner's mother and actually um, I thought it was gonna really focus on the queer love story between Samuel mm-hmm. and Isaiah, and I will say a lot of chapters did, but a lot of chapters deviate from that, so mm-hmm. we they even there's even chapters named after the plantation owner or Mm. the plantation owner's cousin you know Mm. who's one of the who's one of the like uh security guards he's like the the
1: overseer the overseer like the slave overseer
0: yeah and there's even ones named after like there's one named after the slave owner plantation owner's wife there's one named after his son it's like it It, like it gives a lot of agency to them too and i find that interesting i don't know
1: i didn't Um, like it I thought it was interesting, Um, but like, he, but I I I made a list of the characters. Like, I listed all the characters. There are twelve characters, and actually, I skipped. I didn't put because there's also some moments where they kind of look at some. I don't even know how to describe what it, it's like. Vignettes, almost, or little, um, a size where he kind of looks at um the story of a group of people. Back in Africa, who are oh, I, getting enslaved. I like those chapters um, no, I
0: love those I love those chapters i, I get I, I like
1: them. them i like mm-hmm. I feel like I knew where and especially that that last chapter of that back flashback uh or not even flashback that last chapter from the past where some mm-hmm. where homeboy makes that decision or um where it's like I'm gonna just yes. take it I'm just yes. yeah I'm not going down like that. Y'all
0: remember so, y'all remember y'all remember um in Black Panther when he's like you know uh, send me in the ocean with my ancestors or whatever mm-hmm. like cuz I'd rather mm-hmm. d- die like that. To, there's a scene like that in this book where one of the you know they're showing that this this like really dynamic tribe in West Africa the Kasongo I think is their name is they're being captured. Uh, by the tubob, bob, the two bob are, of course, like the white or the skinless. They call them the skinless people or uh, the two bob, mm-hmm. the white people. And that's what a lot of West Africa, throughout the book, they call white people tubob, bob, tubob, bob, two bob. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to start calling white people tubob. <laughs> um, but in, no, <laughs> it's but stupid. it's like interesting because like homeboy, homeboy, like is he takes, he's on, he's one there's they they flashback to a queer love story between two queer men back in this Kasongo tribe and it's celebrated and they even have like a gay marriage ceremony mm-hmm. and then the white mm-hmm. the white slave like the, the basically the white like slave catchers who enslaved like these entire tribes and populations they come and they come during this wedding ceremony between mm-hmm. two queer men mm-hmm. and they come and they begin to capture them like at the end of the ceremony or at the end of the night and it's there's a king, there's a female king, but they call her the title king. And mm-hmm. so they do a lot with gender, and they're okay with gender fluidity and queerness and all of it. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. amazing. Which and, we should say,
1: Senna Baldwin is a queer man. Oh, well, yeah, I thought that went without or, saying. But no, yeah, you're right. Not to that, all our listeners. There, yeah. there is that, you know, um, Call Me By Your Name's written by a straight man. Or he's technically straight. Oh, but oh
0: okay. So yeah, know, we're saying... Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't even know if Brokeback Mountain is, is written by. I don't think someone, it is. <laughs> by a queer person. But Son of Baldwin is. is most definitely a black queer man from New York City. So, um, <laughs> City. Robert Jones Jr., he's a black queer man from New York City. Right. But anyway, he, um, but no, but it goes back to the Kasongo and then they get captured. Mm-hmm. But the queen, the, or the king really, cause a female king, I don't know why they use that, uh, nomenclature. I, that but. was
1: one of the things is like, and especially as, you know, not to say I have any, um, authority over how they chose to write this, but part of me was like, there are non-gendered terms that they could have used. Yes. So, but it felt like it was an active choice to use king, which I'm like, okay, but I'm still like, I just find it a little confusing, honestly. Right uh, at first, right. I mean, I got it, but I was like, it was clearly was an active choice because there were non-gendered, things. Theme- like you know you could there I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but a uh, regent like regent or there's there's, there's or word chief, out there to use. chief
0: chief is not chief, is yeah. not gendered, right? Yeah. Uh, so. you could even do emperor. You could do a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. although that might be oh, empress, this empress. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, are... that sh- home girl, the king, this female king, no girl, she <laughs> was a bad bad mama jama because she she wasn't going out like that too she was the toughest she became king because she was the toughest warrior in that mm-hmm. tribe and girl she took a couple to bob out with her before she left out of here yep. she made sure to take a couple out with her and i always mm-hmm. said that too girl before the cops ever take me out i'm taking two out with <laughs> two out well i don't say that miss jason used to say that i'm sorry but but uh <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going out (laughs) slow. I'm not going out like that. I'm taking two out with me if I'm going. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So she took a
1: yeah. No ahead.
0: Yeah. No. I I thought that was B. And then not only that, one of the queer one of the queer men who was getting married when he was like being he was on the slave ship, and girl, he took. One of the, I don't know why this little white little boy was on the slave ship, like a white preteen. I mean, teenage he might have just been
1: working it, you know, back then kids worked all types of jobs. Though.
0: Or I think he was the, <laughs> no, actually, I think he was a son of one of the catchers. Oh, though. Okay. I think he was, they said that girl, he was in chains and he said, I, if I'm going, out, I'm not going out like this over to wherever we're going. So I'm going to go overboard in my chains attached to two other enslaved people and i'm taking this little white boy without yeah. with me and he captured that little white boy and took him out into the sea it in mm-hmm. the two people next to him and he was sorry about the two people next to him yeah but he wasn't going out he wasn't going out like that he was going in the ocean before he was going to wherever this captured you know wherever they were being captured. Yeah. because mind you they didn't even they didn't know where they were going because
1: right? and also by also by that point he'd already lost his lover i'm pretty sure so
0: oh sure. yeah 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 yeah
1: he was that was he was that so was yeah, a bad no, queen nothing too. To lose. Um Yeah, but and I'm
0: glad he took that little white boy out with him. Though. I'm yeah. glad he took him out. Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> but okay. It, it's like so we had those stories. But then in addition to that, so that's just the characters we learned from the asides. We had there were twelve other characters outside of that. Um, and of course we had Samuel and Isaiah at the s- center of it. But so often that was the thing we kind of saw their relationship through the eyes of other. Mem- other members of the plantation other characters on the plantation and there were just times when i was like you know even for some of the black women who i felt like i feel like definitely son of baldwin and definitely even the book cherishes black women and wholesome yes in yes. inv- in a valuable place yes. or a worthwhile place but
0: because each of them had their own like each of the black female protect like all they or not they're not protect- but like characters they have their own chapters yeah have, with their backstories and everything
1: but there were times, though, in relation to Samuel and Isaiah, in relation to queerness, I think, where they kind of were disappointing, at least to me. Like, especially like someone like Essie, who was someone who was supposed to, a young black woman who was supposed to actually have sex with um one of the guys. Like, I, just I think the, Isaiah. The way, I think Isaiah. I don't know. Yeah, it was um yeah it was Isaiah because uh, or maybe yeah, that was
0: maybe yeah because Pua was supposed to be with Samuel, I mm-hmm, think, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm yeah because they were supposed to oh, they were like she, i even they forgot, forgot like,
1: pua so there's 13 <laughs> i didn't know oh, yeah girl down. can't forget pua cause
0: pua, um, yeah. pua it seems like she might make it at the she end she might she made like, it out she made it yeah out. her it, um, yeah yeah she might, but it she just makes felt
1: it just felt especially for like the young black women characters sometimes i feel like the way they looked at the relationship maybe because they knew what was expected of them which was to make children to make more you know more uh, more um more tools they felt like i feel like they looked at the relationship a bit side eye sometimes where it felt like there was a jealousy there or just and i think there was even a lot of jealousy from other characters that they had this tight intimate really close relationship and i felt like that was a really i really enjoyed the way he, he described their relationship and how we saw it develop um but there was a lot going on there were a lot of characters and definitely like i didn't there was something even for the white characters where it was interesting to see the ways in which whiteness was its own sort of shackle. Like, they weren't happy, just, but it was like they right. felt like they should have been happy. Right. And they felt like they constantly needed to almost prove why they were better and, and should be happy. But honestly, like, Miss Ruth went through how many miscarriages before she got her son Timothy? Like, right. it's just, they were not happy in their own way. And they were constantly feeling like they had an emptiness inside of them that they were trying to fill. Um, but did I need to know that I already know a lot of white people aren't happy. (laughs) Like I don't, I think I needed that. Um, but it was interesting, um, you know, shades to add. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Did you think, you needed all the ca- extra characters? You,
0: you know, I, I was like, at first, I started, when they had like all the female characters all so close together, the chapters, like each one next to that, I started skipping them at first and I came back to them. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just trying to go, okay, what about Samuel and Isaiah? What about Samuel mm-hmm. and Isaiah? And let's just talk about the trajectory of Samuel and Isaiah. Like they come to the, okay, so one, we find out later that Samuel was actually born on the plantation. Uh-huh. And we find out Isaiah actually was you know taken from his parents his dad seemed to have been murdered and his mom he was taken from his mom as a baby and put on a carriage and sent to the plantation so isaiah wasn't born in the plantation but
1: with amos
0: yeah with uh with amos which is the older uh, older uh black male slave and they end up You know, coming, but but the mom of Isaiah tells Amos, My son, my son, give him his real name before they gave him that slave name. And his real name is Coyote. I don't and it, me, and it has some kind of meaning. Do you remember what that the name means or whatever? Okay. But Amos ends up blackmailing. Mm-hmm. Amos ends up telling Isaiah that, oh, yeah, your mom told me, you know, I was the one who looked after you on the carriage ride to the new this new plantation because I was sold to and I know your real name, but I'm not going to tell you your real name until you procreate with fish because that's your job here is this you know we we need you to be a good christian slave so let's talk about the trajectory though of like isaiah and samuel they it's almost like love at first sight they meet they encounter each other as young boys and they and they both work in the barn as opposed to Mm -hmm. like the fields picking the cotton and they develop a love story and there are scenes of embracing and sex and it's not very graphic scenes but they they give us clues that you know they're having sex and they're kissing and All of that. And then the thing is, is that Amos, who's an older male slave, he is trying to uh, marry, which, you know, slaves at that time, for the most part, were not allowed to get married, but he wants to marry one of the female characters named Essie. And what happens is Essie actually is raped by the slave master, Paul, and she gets pregnant by him. And... um. And so, but he wants, he's trying to save Essie from being constantly raped by Paul. And so he wants to marry her. So he, what he does, he goes to Paul, the slave master, and says, why don't you give us your, your Christian religion? And I'll be the preacher and I'll mm-hmm. start preaching to all the slaves and we can all, and that'll make all the slaves more docile. If we all start worshiping your white Jesus, that'll make all the slaves more docile and not be, you know, not rebel and not. You'll have less chance of rebellion and more docile and (coughs) contented slaves if they know that this is their lot and and they worship white (laughs) Jesus. So come on, um, white
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so Amos takes Amos takes him up on that. And the the and then he also wants to try to get Amos to allow him to marry Essie, who Mm. ends up bearing Paul's you know, this half-white Ooh. slave, you know, child, uh, mulatto child. So, Laura, anyway, she hated that
1: baby. Laura, she hated yeah, that baby. Yeah, she
0: hated that baby. I would hate that baby too, <laughs> girl. And oh, so, man. but yeah, but anyway, so like, so what he does is he starts, you know, Paul starts teaching Amos some scriptures and about Jesus, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they get to the scriptures about, you know, about uh, from Antiochus. About live in in the codes and the behavioral codes and and men having sex with men and women having sex with women and Amos starts to turn the whole all the slaves on the plantation against Isaiah and Samuel mm-hmm. who all of the all of the plantation actually looks out for them and supports them and loves them at first and he starts to turn them against mm-hmm. him during his Sunday services you know because mm-hmm. Sunday was the one day that slave slave enslaved people had yes. off. And they start to turn on that because they're like, oh, we're Christians now. And we it's like it just shows that trajectory of like white Christianity's influence on African people and turning turning them into, mm-hmm. homo- into homophobes, basically. Yeah. Or the equivalent of homophobes at that time. Yeah. Yep. So that's the thing. And so they so then they even get like uh, but there's a few female characters who always have their back, one of whom is Maggie.
1: Yeah, Maggie
0: seems to always have their bag. Who is basically um, she's a, a, a house, Yeah, older she's house, a house slave, slave who
1: works, who's basically the cook for the family. Um, yes.
0: And we found out later on. What do we find out later on? That oh, girl. She, what do we what, find out about Maggie? What do you, what are you well, uh, we that, find out that, that she's
1: Sam, Samuel's mom?
0: Yes. Maggie is actually Samuel's mom, but she never tells She wants him to just be raised by the plantation. She never mm-hmm. tells him. He never knows that that's his mom. And she doesn't that he want to be too right attached of, to him. Exactly. Exactly. But she's always showing favoritism to, towards him and bringing him little meals from the big house and mm-hmm. and always coming out to check on him and being nice to him and to Samuel in particular, but both to really to Samuel and Isaiah. She has their mm-hmm. back and looks out yeah. for them. But she, um. Yeah.
1: Who else would you say kind of? Ha- I feel like miss Sarah, I feel like miss Sarah could take them either way, so she was another older um black woman who actually was also a lesbian and had a lover before she came to the plantation and I felt like among all the current slaves had more of a tighter connection to the um to the motherland um so but she also I think she kind of like I think she kind of leaned a bit more toward Isaiah because I mean we could talk about how they are with each other. Isaiah was a bit more. I don't know, she she was only a bottom, but she was giving more bottom, more feminine. And so she kind of, even there were lines where she, Sarah kind of said, like, I see the woman in you, like stuff like, something along those lines. Um, while Samuel is a bit more, Samuel's your, like, he's like, I don't fuck with nobody. Uh Yeah, he's
0: taller, he's bigger and real masculine. But but just also his energy is
1: just like, I don't give a fuck about, like, like they kind of, even the way they describe, even with like white people's interaction with Samuel, they're like, we can tell in his eyes like he's not really bowing down to us. Like he just doesn't he doesn't really bow down yeah. to anyone. Like he's just not that tight. Um which I And he's love. always
0: asking he's always asking Isaiah, why are you so docile? Why are you yes. so why do you give in to these white people so much? Why are you so about this life? Yeah. Like why aren't you trying to escape? Why aren't you he's always going in on an Isaiah and Isaiah yeah. is just so like, Oh, well I don't want to make too much trouble and mm-hmm. I don't want to and you know I'm trying to be, you know, a good slave and all like or so many words. And is yeah, like some like you're why Samuel's always like why are you like that why are you always yeah. doing extra for the white people don't do nothing extra for them like and so I feature that about Samuel and so Not, just yeah okay but I guess I, I guess Isaiah is also like kind of a pretty queen too guess what I gathered mm-hmm. because it turns out the slave yeah go ahead it turns out the slave the slave master's son is Timothy a, is, Timothy is queer is a is a is a, is a gay Dandy. man too. Who's, is a di- who goes up to who goes who goes to college up north somewhere? I think mm-hmm. somewhere in Boston, so it might be Harvard even. Mm. And um, because I know that the the Ivy of the subtle, the Southern gentleman used to be Princeton. now, actually, so it's It was ironic because I thought it was going to be. In, I thought he was going to go to Princeton, but I think he goes to Harvard because it's in Boston. Mm. And um, but he's like he messes around with other college male college students yeah. up there, and then he comes back, and he you know and he, I, tr- he's a painter he tr- he under yeah, the guy like of painting even before that
1: him, even before that I felt like he dabbled in like he was very artsy and artistic I feel like even before he went wasn't he painting maybe I got it, maybe I got the time yeah out.
0: yeah he was the, oh. exactly but then he invites Isaiah to sit for him for a portrait yes, he likes to draw often. he likes very. he likes to draw like <laughs> uh, enslaved people and mm-hmm. black people and he um and especially the men thing. And his dad hates that, that he likes to draw or likes to paint enslaved people, that he only doesn't paint white people, but Mm -hmm. that's his thing. And he actually is somewhat... I don't know. It's sometimes he seems like he might be an abolitionist and sometimes he's mm. like not. So like he just goes back and forth. Oh, I might keep a few slaves or I'm going to let most of the slaves go but I'll keep... It. Like mm. he's just
1: on the fence.
0: He's playing those... He's kind of a both sides a Both sides, both sides sure. girl. Both sides.
1: Yeah. Um But but real quick, you know, just while I say on Samuel and Isaiah, I'll say in the beginning I felt like I'm more connected to Isaiah because it felt like she, well, she, he was more in touch with his queerness or more comfortable in his queerness. And there was always a bit of like discomfort that I sensed from Samuel. But it was clear that like I feel like some of the discomfort was just about how deeply Samuel loved Isaiah and you kind of saw that developed, especially with what led to the conclusion. So by the end of the novel, yeah, I'm Team Samuel. That's my that's my bitch right Yeah, there.
0: yeah, me too. I was always Team Samuel because I liked how he didn't fuck yeah, really. Of course you were. He was <laughs> like fuck these white he was like fuck these white people, you know, the whole time. But uh-huh. it wasn't just that. So what happens is is because Amos, like Amos is trying to get the two young bucks, as they call them to start sleeping with women and procreating to create more slaves for the plantation Mm
1: -hmm. and they won't do it
0: right and And i guess it's
1: worth saying why because again this is about business slavery was about business so the more slaves you had the more money you had the more people you would have to till the land so in some ways it they were losing money because they weren't having sex and having yes
0: yes exactly so anyway so paul so really what happens amos is like well master master paul i tried to tell them to 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 start procreating and start following your word and and white jesus and god and you know and like and so because amos is such a fucking uncle tom girl ass gorilla monkey a coon you can ever
1: see bitch oh bitch remind us of black republicans today Ooh, bitch. Amos. Fucking, fucking
0: raccoon, bitch. (laughs) And like, and not just that. So he goes back and so Paul is like, Oh, I guess I'm going to have to sell the two young bucks. I'm going to have to get rid of them. I'm going to have to sell them. And of course, and his white cousin from England who comes in, who's the overseer is like, Yeah, of course you got to sell them. Of course you got to get rid of them. And then, um, oh, there's also like a male, slave who's half who's paul's son who looks just like paul adam who, adam and he 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 is really interesting what happens with him at the end too but actually so paul decides he's going to sell them i guess like it becomes clear to samuel and isaiah that that is going to happen somehow they get the sense that they're going to split them up or going to do something so samuel mm-hmm. and isaiah so samuel is already my or isaiah because the white timothy the slave owner's son the white queen slave owner um son he invites isaiah paints him and then they have and then he bought i think the white queen was for him right and isaiah tops him and it's non-consensual yes, of course because yes. isaiah is feels like he's not in the control and he has to do it and so he goes back he's honest with sam tells him of course sam is pissed off and angry Ooh. then that white queen the paint she says she wants to paint sam next mm. and she
1: so so sam's like okay come on, I'll, I'll sit for you so my this is yeah. happening so basically like timothy has moved back home Alright, I think, I don't know if he's back for the summer, but he, he may might be back Or he home. might be on like break,
0: he might yeah. be on like a break or
1: something. So right? while Timothy is kind of now starting to kind of creep into their relationship, cause he basically, being a queen, you see other queens, he basically was able to catch on to Isaiah and Samuel and kind of get what's going on there. So while that's happening. He, see, so, he actually sees them one time when he mm-hmm. walks
0: down there. He actually, see, he likes Isaiah yeah. already. So yes. he's picked him up, but then he goes and spies on them and sees yeah. them in the barn screwing.
1: So basically like, they're both feeling that pressure from like, you know Timothy kind of pursuing them at the same time. They're feeling the like you know just you know what well, I don't even know what we call it like the the uh, um the frustration of like the slave owner and then um him wanting to sell them. So this is like literally happening at the same time. So this is like leading toward the climax. So go ahead, girl. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So what happens eventually is that Sam or that um so uh, so then the that what Timothy invites Samuel. Invite Samuel, he has Maggie, who really, we in, we find out ends up being Samuel's mom, uh, come, who's the house, who's like the main house slave. She goes and, and she's like, um, uh, Samuel, uh, Master Timothy is calling for you. And so he's like, he waits, he stalls a little bit and then he decides <laughs> to go. But what he tells Isaiah to do is like, okay, you know, they're gonna split us up at some point. So you need to start, you need to swim across the river and you need to start a fleeing now while I go and handle this business. With Timothy, the white slave owner, son, you need to go start escaping. Mm. So Isaiah goes, and he does start the process of like escaping while waiting. And he's supposed to wait on the other side of the river for Samuel, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. Samuel goes to the big house. Mm-hmm. He plays along with Timothy, the white queen. And Timothy's like, oh, when I hear this from my dad, I'm going to free you and Isaiah, and yeah. I'm going to free most yeah. of the slaves and just keep mm-hmm. a few or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's talking all this good game, but then As he's trying he's- to get... You know, yeah.
1: darkening the room and, you know, undressing yes, him. and
0: trying to get Sam to screw him. And, girl, Sam takes a, a axe and hacks that wait, motherfucker up. Wait, girl.
1: Up. There's a reason he, he loses control. Do you remember what the reason is? I don't quite remember. Okay. That. Because I, I recently went back over it um, just because I was just... So the reason he loses control is basically Timothy makes a suggestion that how about... You bring Isaiah, you and me, all do it together. That's why he loses control. Oh, he
0: suggested a threesome. Yes. I didn't realize That's why that. he loses
1: control. See, I thought,
0: I, yes. I thought Samuel was going to... Okay, so I thought it was premeditated. I thought Samuel was mm-hmm. going to go and I don't think...
1: No, no. It was because he suggested that, yeah, let's just all have a threesome together. Yes. I didn't remember that part. And that's that when part, he loses, no. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to go, go check so, right now? Go find the page. Well, what happened was...
0: Yeah, so, it was crazy because, like, <laughs> Samuel's... So Samuel hacks up like literally with the axe and kills Timothy in the yes. big house. And as he does that, Paul, he's doing it as like Paul's coming home from a saloon and Paul has made the decision that he's going to sell them at auction and likely mm-hmm. split them up. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he comes and he's he's kind of like he comes and He goes straight to Timothy's room and he sees is hacked Cause he just, up because he just
1: feels something's wrong in the house. He senses something's off.
0: Yes, he feels his hacked up son Timothy, and he sees Samuel in there, and he immediately takes Samuel outside. And he's loud and gathering everybody, the, the overseers and a lot of the slaves. It's nighttime too, and he and he puts up a noose and he begins to not only hang Samuel mm-hmm. but set Samuel on fire. Yes, as ma'am. he's hanging him. Yes, ma'am. So, mind you, we find out around this time that Maggie has actually been Samuel's mom the whole time and she never told him because she wanted him to be raised by the whole plantation and not show favoritism and all these things, whatever her rationale was. Girl, she she has I think like a razor blade or something Mm -hmm. she kills the slave owner Mm -hmm. Paul she kills him and so that involved that starts a whole like slave rebellion slave riot Mm -hmm. where Adam who's actually Paul's son um because he's a product of rape Paul raping uh one of the black female slaves he also starts killing he also starts killing like uh some of the the overseers and the white people and then other slaves like come in but other slaves start fleeing and it's like this whole thing mm-hmm. and then um what's interesting is that um too that re- Maggie then Maggie seems to escape about to from say that, it? Okay. that melee <laughs> and she goes back and she lights the whole big house yes, on fire with bitch, the white the the problem yes. the that crazy white bitch wife who try who he she lights who like tried to who? oh she Who basically she's too, who,
1: who basically her. she's known since she was young, like since she was a, like they basically I think are around the same age, like they've known each other so long. And um, but
0: Ruth had played a lot of games, like Ruth pretended like uh, like Maggie had stolen one of her dresses, got Maggie beaten, and then after like, oh, she I'm after probably. she
1: gave her a dress, she yes pretend,
0: yeah. yes. And Ruth had played a game with Samuel and Isaiah saying they looked at her funny, even though she tried to hit on them and sleep with them. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up getting beaten for that. So Ruth is uh, that white bitch ain't shit. Oh, she lights the house on fire. She lights the house on fire. Maggie does with Ruth inside the house. She lights that shit on fire. She's like, fuck this whole thing. And somehow she got away. After she stopped Paul, I thought she'd be the first one that they go for and shoot. But no, she gets back to the house. So, it's some tea. Miss Maggie uh, was that tight. Tea.
1: But also, did you catch how cuz Miss Maggie had a limp, right? Did you did you know why? You remember why she got the limp?
0: I don't remember why she got the limp.
1: So, you know I mean? so 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 let's say so the slave owner his name is Paul. So, he has a plantation. He's his wife is Ruth, and then he has a cousin who's the overseer, his name is James. So, that's basically who's, you know, leading all the white people to monitor the slaves, all that. So one time, James, the overseer, the cousin of the plantation owner, caught Maggie by the river, by herself, and he raped her. And while he was raping her, he basically hurt, crushed her um, somewhere around oh, her pelvis. So he caused that her... that Maggie that he raped. That was yes, Maggie. I don't yes, remember if that was Ma- But then he, yes. like, ever since he raped But Maggie, ever since then, mm-hmm. he, he felt had, like she like, cursed him. Like, literally, like, yes. he literally threw up at... Like, literally, there was something he saw in her eye. Because a lot of this book is can be very metaphorical and very... Li- Super lyrical, it has, supernatural. It has a supernatural
0: element, like a lot of Toni Morrison yeah. novels mm-hmm. did, like in Beloved and everything. It has a supernatural element.
1: So basically, um, after he raped Maggie, like he literally threw up, and he's I think ever since he's never been able to like face her. Like he never likes to be near her. Like it's a he's always afraid yeah, of her. Or like
0: he's actually even like other black female slaves in particular. He's like wary about in general because, and there is a lot of supernatural. And this you obviously. Um. So anyway, so, yeah. So <laughs> Senna Baldwin obviously is. It's. It's. He says it took him fourteen years to write this novel, and yes. I can kind of tell that. Like, um, I can kind of tell that was it took him well, a long time. Well, but real he,
1: quick, let's just anchor. Well, just, to, just put a tab on the supernatural bit. Like to say, like it's not a supernatural novel because. But I think sometimes there. are- I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Because I feel like there's times when things seem magical, and it's like, oh, the ancestors are peeking the to the ground. Like, yeah, you know, Isaiah and Samuel. I off the back of Miss Ruth' line about them looking at her wrong. Basically, had to plow or to carry a plow or something around the plantation they literally almost died doing it and then all the women folk kind of did a special ceremony to take care of them and it almost seemed like it was something magical but it also seemed like this was just how we took care of each other so i don't know did you think it no, was? no i think magic magical? i think maggie i think mm. maggie
0: in particular used to
1: invoke a lot of was like stuff truly from, was truly from magical. like okay. west af from like west okay. africa and spells and stuff it. i
0: think she did yeah. because i think she harkened back to that a little bit and okay. she maybe was but i think that he was... Toni Morrison used to have a lot of the stuff in her model. And she... The writing style, it seems like that he's really trying to mimic Toni Morrison's writing style. Like almost like like beloved the first line of beloved is like one of the most famous starting lines of any book it's like 124 was spiteful full of, full of baby's venom and i think the first line of this book was like samuel was isaiahs and isaiahs was samuel it's like it, the lyricism it, he he says that tony morrison was his muse and clearly he's trying to to be i wouldn't say he's trying to be tony morrison but I, I would say he you know Toni morrison author of beloved the bluest eye um, Sula. Those are some of her most famous works. Like, I've, those are the three that I've read. Song of Solomon is another one she read. She wrote rather, and I think that he's trying to mimic her style a little bit. And I think he might go overboard some of the time in trying to mimic her style. I just have to. I just have to say that personally. But maybe I. I don't know. You know, have you read Tony I mean,
1: Morrison? so here's the thing, for me like I love Tony Morrison, but I love Tony Morrison more the essay is the thing like I don't the books I've tried. I'm just I'm not like I'm not that type. Like I feel like for me sometimes books that are if I, if I don't fully understand what's happening, like books that sometimes be ambiguous or that kind of obscure or the, the flash, narrative. They do a lot of flashbacks. Flashback, like, like flash forward. Tony Morrison is, like, is good for that. She's really good for that. I tell people so all the time. He. So was he. Yeah, I tell people all the time. My, the most hated, for me, the... The writing, the um, especially around fictional books, the convention I hate the most is when people do a story within a story where it's like you meet a character. It's like, you know, you get a couple of chapters with them. Oh, gather around and let me tell you this long 300 page story. Like, I think there's just stuff like that. I just don't. I'm just I'm a more straightforward writer and I'm just like reading more straightforward um Um, prose so i think for me there were times when i felt like some of the imagery some of the poeticism even of this novel was just so like the descriptions of blackness and black people and the relationships i think was so on point and really enjoyable but at least for me sometimes i got lost like i had to read certain sections again like the sections with like you know the i I reread a number of chapters i reread a number of chapters like this is not a
0: book you can just for the most part i i couldn't just read it straight through and follow along everything i had to reread a number of chapters like i had to go back and to try to remember yeah so it was and maybe and
1: maybe that is some of their intent because like literally we find out that maggie is samuel's um, we maybe kind of get some hints, but we basically find out for sure that he's his mother at the end of the novel. So maybe then you're going back, you can kind of see like, oh, I kind of see the way she interacts with him is a bit differently. But it also just times when I'm like, I just don't understand this scene. Like, is this something really happening? Are the ancestors truly talking to the person? Are yes. they... Kind of talking to the person in their mind, they feel like the ancestors are speaking to them. Like the scene with the swamps, like that kind of ending. Scene even the like... white characters,
0: even the white characters, they make it seem like their their white ancestors are coming back to talk to them. Like it seems like you know ancestors are coming back to talk to all kinds of people, not just the black <laughs> people. Oh, everybody's like, the two, ancestors to, be up in the to house. To the two bob, yeah, to the two bob yeah, too. Like baby. it seemed like Paul, the slave owner the slave plantation owner like his mom Elizabeth is coming back to him at one point it seems like or shadows there's all these shadows and that what really bothers me cuz okay the the third to the last chapter, what yeah, the slave let's, let's rebellion, finish. and I was yeah, like, yeah, finish. I'm about that life. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but then the last two chapters, it's like, okay, obviously Samuel is like been, he's been strung up, he's hung and, and turned on, uh, burned on fire, he's dead. So Isaiah's gonna be on the other side of the river waiting for him, and then he's not gonna show up. But then all of a sudden, in these last two chapters, like it's like something like the ghost of of Samuel shows up, or like some kind of like shadow. Right? So that's
1: my thing. I kind of was like, is it the spirit? of samuel there to kind of comfort isaiah that's what i kind of took it and to tell
0: and to tell him his real name because he does that he tells him which isaiah always wanted to know his real name it was coyote but i guess that was something that was bothering me that isaiah never got to know his real name Mm because amos never told him he was black and amos yeah fucking coon but it was like it was like you know like it just felt yeah and then i didn't like all that because then there was like all this lyricism about shadows and and turning into fireflies and following the light and all of this and it's like people when you go online at the end people people who read this book go on the line and they're like oh is isaiah alive or is isaiah is he did he make it out really or is he I dead mean, there too? Is a thought,
1: right there is what well, there is a A thought that occurred to me that maybe Isaiah let himself die too because I mean he lost his love and yeah like and they already they very much emphasize that these swamps around the plantation are very dark very dangerous that they're hidden things they have like all kinds of things like it's just and you could just imagine like the kind of swamps especially in the south where like you know you step in the wrong thing and you just get pulled down like maybe she just let herself let go it's it's not fully clear at some
0: point and some point me. she make it seem like she can't really swim and she's gonna be let herself go in the river but then she makes it out yeah. or she like comes up for air she can swim like we're uh-huh. talking about miss uh, miss isaiah but it seems like to me my thesis is that isaiah does live in the end and that's uh-huh. the spirit of samuel is leading him north so he knows what direction to walk in he's using like the direct like the moss on the trees the the northern lights to know what direction to walk in it's not like he has a compass or anything and it's like I think he is going to... And then we see Apua, who is one of the female characters in it, who's actually in love with either... I think she's, she's in, in love with Sam, Samuel. It was Samuel. she's, Girl, she's over the to, top from his Samuel, which... She yeah. seems to make it out, too, and make it to the river and swim out. So I think we could end up having some kind of sequel with Isaiah Girl. and or Apua reconnecting. I feel like there could be one. It's not that... I, t- I. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think it could... I mean, I don't. it took him 14 years to write this one, so I don't know if he could... <laughs> He's got another one in him on on the same trajectory, but it's possible that either Samuel, I mean, either Isaiah, because Samuel's dead for sure. It's either Isaiah (laughs) or Pua, one of the female characters who's in love with Samuel, makes it out. And I feel Mm -hmm. like they might end up reconnecting in somewhere up north or in Canada or something. I don't know.
1: So for me, it didn't feel like that type of book. Like, this is a book that I think was trying to look at a moment in time, not even necessary to tell, like, a completely focused story A, B, C type of story of, like, oh, let's have this ending and let's go see, you know, Isaiah, like, having his life as a freed person. Like, it's not—I don't think that was his goal. I think he was trying to tell a, a very specific type of story, and I feel like, in some ways, we got the conclusion. I personally don't love the conclusion we got, but I also accept that that's what they wanted to give. Um, because for me, ultimately, like I'm a person that thinking about blackness and black queerness and queer and like I want happy endings. I like happy endings because I too. already feel yeah. like I don't. I, I, I don't totally get agree. It. Yeah, Chad, I already told you about three dates this past weekend that got canceled, rejected. So it's like I get enough bad endings in my real life. So a lot of times when I go to fiction, I go to first. And some escapist. of those are black quick. Some of those could have been some black, of those queer were love black. <laughs> Yes, stories. Yeah, cause those are black. Yes. Yeah. Some of them were black gay. And they let you down, didn't they? They let uh, you they, down. They, you. they, the, ch- the children do, the children do. So yeah. for me, it's like, I go to even my own writing. I go to write, to write escaping, escapism, to write, um, a future that, Gives me some hope that I can imagine something different, and so it's really difficult for me to deal with bad endings. Even whether it's TV shows or film, I don't like watching a lot of history. I don't like
0: bad endings. So, I just I, don't like I'm bad endings. Totally,
1: uh, me too. So, I'm I'm the exact same. Really on the same page there. That's um, why I told you
0: I read because I finished the book literally today, and that those last two chapters with the ghost of. And not, it just, it was left me totally, it actually literally ruined my whole day. Like, Oof. the slave, the, the slave rebellion made my day, but then the, because yeah, I'm really about that type of life, but then because the last two chapters, it ruined my day. I, I
1: Because I of the fact it. that they didn't end up together, because of the fact that you're not, you think Isaiah might be dead, or you're not sure, what what was the thing it's that just all, ruined the ambiguity, All it. <laughs> the it. The ambiguity about, well, like, I want to see, can you, okay, if you can't have them end up together, if you have
0: Samuel dead can you at least have Isaiah make it somewhere North where he sees like he's in Michigan or in Canada yeah. or in, can you have him make it all the way North or could you give us something like with the happy, yeah. can you give us something <laughs> instead of like, but you know what? I listened to an interview with, with son of Baldwin with uh-huh. Robert Jones Jr. And that's kind of a melancholy, like mm. she's kind of a melancholy type of It's just
1: I literally was just about to that. say, like, I was like, I felt like a fool for thinking that, Oh, I was about to read like some fun, not fun, like was slavery's fun, but like some really interesting, epic, historical novel about... Because for me, I was like, oh man, I might watch these two queens like leave the plantation, run away, go... And like I, I've never seen that. I mean, maybe I got to write it. Like I would love that. I would love a novel where there's a black queer love story during antebellum times where they get away because it did happen. Yes, there were black yes. queens back then who did yes, find their yes. own happiness, who did live. We sometimes we don't even know that those girls even existed at all, but of course there were black queer relationships back then. So there was a part of me that thought that that would be that because I know him as an essayist, and I was like, oh, he's writing a prose novel, and uh, it's such an interesting perspective to be like, oh, let me write this because that's what he led with. I'm writing a black queer, a black gay love story set at a plantation or set in the southern time, set in um you know, savory safe times. But I also should have I think it's about... about
0: the I think it's like the eighteen thirties when I read yeah. about it, so it's mm. it's not quite like the it's like getting toward the end of. S- slavery but it's not oh, okay. quite yeah yet at the civil antebellum. It's n- yeah because i think yeah, antebellum not-
1: usually more refers to like closer to the civil war so i shouldn't probably use antebellum so no sorry, the no top, for Ante- the top of the show
0: antebellum is all of that okay i thought
1: I so it. i googled antebellum before i put it in the script i was yeah. like i think that's right i, I think,
0: think it is i think i'll antebellum but it's like it's probably about 20 years like 15 to 20 years before mm. the civil war actually no it's not even if it's 1830 something it's 18- yeah it's probably about 20 20 some years before the end of the beginning of the civil war mm-hmm. so just fyi the time period and then also um yeah but i think you know just like you said like what does tony morrison the muse of this author always say she says write the write the novel that you are write the book that you want to see you know so maybe you need to write that yeah more positive you know, just story even- of of, historical of two, you know and queer enslaved people like maybe i would love to
1: write. see more black and brown queer stories from historical because historical perspective because we've always been there we've always existed but a lot of time, i think the stories we see are often present day or more recently are there in some fantasy or future but we've well always maybe existed. you can
0: write it maybe you can write it for about the harlem renaissance period that one the be langston, a bad idea. the, the link Lang, the langston hughes yeah. period because i was a queen and then mm-hmm. who um She's a little bit before James Baldwin, I think, Langston Hughes. Or they might be a little bit of contemporaries, but who was the other queen who was in Harlem during the Harlem Renaissance? Langston Hughes, there was another big one. Oh,
1: um, I just always think about Zora Neale Hurston, but that's lesbian too.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, she's yeah, she a queer but yeah, there was another... Yeah, I don't know, but you could mm-hmm. write it during the Harlem we'll, we'll Renaissance. Work, we'll workshop so it, we'll workshop it. Yeah.
1: Um, but ultimately... I appreciated that he wrote the novel that he felt like was missing, and i'm happy mm-hmm. for it and took but-
0: fourteen years to do it yeah and so it show- <laughs> it shows in the writing but- quality because it's a beautifully written it's just you have to go back and reread things so if you're not an english girl, i'm not an english girl i mean but even you you are i am, english. I am an are, english girl you are but- an English major girl, and you have to go uh-huh. back and... but But either way, it's beautifully written. So, like, every, all of like, when you see the reviews of it, it's like a beautifully written Toni Morrison esque. Honestly, even some of the lyricism is even maybe. I don't, Beloved is not one of my favorite books, but I love The Bluest Eye. I love The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. And I think this writing in this book might be on par with, or if not slightly more beautiful, like, beautiful lyricism than some of tony morrison's books because sula sula didn't have it wasn't really one of my favorites either i really just like the bluest eye of the ones i've read and like i think this book i liked this book better than i like two of the three tony morrison books Mm, that i read that's Mm -hmm. strong strong. i like the bluest eye better and then i like this and then beloved and sula would be under this
1: so So, follow-up questions one Mm -hmm. would you read this book again ever
0: yeah, you know, I will probably pick this book okay. up again at some point okay. because especially if like a sequel ever does come out, then <laughs> you're not getting I will. a sequel. We could bet on it, yeah, but I bet you are not getting I, a sequel. We're probably okay. not, but I probably will because it is very beautifully written. Even though yes. I know the end disappoints me a little bit. I it's just very beautifully written. It it I will is. not read it again.
1: But um I appreciate it that I read it read it this time. Um Um do you can you recommend this book? to others like to our audience or to other people do you think you would recommend it maybe with caveats i, I guess
0: yeah i would recommend it with caveats because mm. if the girl's like really about like oh i need a light read i need a happy ending then, <laughs> this is not that book no this isn't that, this isn't that book for no you. for light reading this is a serious read this is like something that girls should read like like how i read beloved and the Blue eye and all that in high school this should college be like a book, book. is your college yeah, book list is, book yeah like or high or or, or high, high school, high school mm. or high school like i think this is a book that this should be like almost like required reading for like high school or college but no, it's not as an adult if you want some light reading because you have a you know you have a hard job or something i don't know that this is that book. for you.
1: and it's then written, it is and then what do you think the name means
0: uh, the prophets. Oh, because a lot of the chapters are named after like books mm. in the Bible or prophets from the Bible, and a lot of it's like alluding back to the Christianity element of like mm. probably how okay. like Christ, how white Jesus, white Christianity actually input all of this pain into black queer life and black queer queer mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. It's actually like uh, the the source of that is like is white Christianity, you know. Yeah in white and okay. really i don't I, I don't even want to say white jesus because jesus never says anything about homosexuality or also queerness. jesus
1: wasn't white <laughs> but god yeah and that too
0: so like but
1: but white Je- if you want to say that
0: metaphorical white jesus is the reason for a lot of our pain is black people is white jesus what well, did you have any closing thoughts girl you No, know, I, like I, I i i'm done i'm done <laughs> feel yeah. like i need
1: to go watch something need fun and light i need to move on yeah i'm sure. glad we i'm glad we did this i'm glad we got through this even just getting through this show but yeah i'm ready to put this to rest closest chapter for sure. to move on um so i think we can end our show Follow us on social media at 2 Queens IG, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Make sure to hit the little notification bell next to our profile, especially on Instagram, to see Ms. Devereaux's thirst traps and for info about Season 2 um coming up our fall season is just a few weeks away yes girl we've been i've been really you'll hear what we've been really i know we had our check-ins but you're really here what we've been up to this summer on the first show back but now i kind of have one of the big things i was doing this summer is kind of wrapping up so i will have more time to get ready for the show and we've already rethinking some things and some structure um and yeah of course it's not gonna be too different from what you girls can expect a fun messy time so, we'll see you here before you know it. I'll see you back here. Um, I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and safe out there. Deverell, is there anything you want to leave the girls with for the end of the summer?
0: Yeah, girl. I'm. You know, the Delta, <laughs> okay. we're going to talk about it in the upcoming season, but the Delta, <clears throat> she's real. She's out here, even for the vaccinated girls. So, y'all girls might want to start thinking about, you know, restricting your, you know, socialization to outdoors or very small groups or... You know, and getting even start working on that third shot because it's like, but well, y'all girls with zero shots, y'all girls is on your own. But I'm just talking about the girls <laughs> who have their two shots or their Johnson and Johnson. I, you know, I'll dress yeah. those girls too, even though they're behind, um, or they I don't mean, have it, you know, going on. But I, but I think that you know, even the girls with the two shots, you you got we got to start being more careful because there's been a lot of
1: breakthroughs. Yeah, girls, watch out for Miss Delta. Um, but until then, I think that's our show. Bye. Bye.